Hey, 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 you're now listening or watching the Halos in the Infield podcast with your host Todd Fox and Fernando the Lone Star Halo brought to you in part by Noble L Works just outside of Anaheim Stadium and the Pond or the Honda Center where you can get drink specials just by mentioning Halos in the Infield. Also brought to you in part by 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets is a place to go to get 10% off of any ticket purchase just by also mentioning H-I-T-I, Halos in the Infield. Now enjoy the show. Hey, 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 I'm not a professional, and this podcast will show you why. <laughs> As we continue to learn here on Halos in the Infield, my name is Todd Fox, and I'm an idiot. I forgot to hit record when I should have hit record when we were interviewing the legendary Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. Now, I got half the interview but I missed the part about his takes on Shohei Otani, the Yamamoto's, what the salary cap should be for Angels, or not for Angels, but for Major League Baseball. There should be a, a ceiling and a, and a floor. A lot of great points that we've missed that me and Halo Joe were able to say, hey, man, this is going to be a great show in our heads. And Halo Joe had some great uh, um, questions, and Lee was just expanding on everything. He had some really good takes. But yours truly screwed that up. So I apologize. I fanboyed too much and worried about how the screen was looking because I'm using StreamYard now. So it's a little different. And uh, so I really apologize because there was some content that should have been on here. But stick around. The content that Lee will give you here, talking about the Angels and other things moving forward, it's pretty good content. But I apologize. <laughs> I feel like an idiot, but I had to make this because where it starts, we're like already like almost 30 minutes in. So he gave us an, a, almost an hour and we appreciate Lee Hacksaw Hamilton's time. Fortunately, I just I couldn't say stop and bring all that stuff back because it's all unfiltered. It's it's real information. It's real sports takes. That's kind of hard to duplicate and especially for a legend like that. So, again, I apologize. But we will have him on again because he even asked us when the show was over, when's the next time he wants or we want to have him on again. And I said, man, uh, maybe as soon as possible. Uh, I didn't let him know what happened, but uh, that's that's a secret for me and you. But uh, we are definitely going to have him on once the baseball season starts again because he's just a plethora of information. He's he's awesome. His sports takes. If you if you grew up with him in the San Diego area, or just you had a strong enough signal to catch what he did from the San Diego area in the LA and Orange County. He's a local legend. So I hope you enjoy what's left of the podcast. Here we go. Well, they've, re they've resurrected the farm system, you yeah. know, and, and Zach Nito, I think it's going to be, a, is a good everyday young shortstop. And obviously the catcher that they got in the trade and, mm -hmm. you know, they're pinning their hopes on a ton of pitchers. Was it two years ago? They drafted 21 straight pitchers yeah. in the farm system, but that, that takes a lot of time to get those yeah. guys, some of those guys there. And then you hope when they get there, they don't break down. But at the end of the day, you know, there, there were mid-level free agents. I thought they should have gone after. There's still a, a, a marquee star or two that would be a big difference maker, but it takes a commitment. And, you know, don't tell me you're going to be 50 million below last year's budget after you let the mega hall of fame star walk out the door. Otani. So, I just have a real tough time subscribing to the methodology of the way they run on the franchise. And it's sad because Angel Baseball, and I, I did my talk shows up there at Angel Stadium 
when they were really good, the Tim Salmons of the world and the Darren Erstads, I mean, that was kind of electric time. And that's where Orange County kind of set its own identity, yep. that they could be an individual market and do really well. And I've just recently, I've seen seen nothing that excites me about the, the methodology of what they're trying to put on the field now. Absolutely. I think that there's there's been a lack of also communication with the fans and direction. We brought it up uh, last time, too, when we talked, Lee and Halo Joe's brought it up. And when, when we talk about Angels baseball, they're not giving us even even if they were to say, hey, we're doing a rebuild, a soft rebuild or we're going all in again. Or we're trying to restock. There's just nothing. So the fans are kind of left out. And I think this is the worst year out of everything because there's been zero communication, even with Perry touching base with the uh the media they're not really saying much so we're kind of left on an island like you said with all those free agents signing yeah. other places or they're rumored to want to come to anaheim but anaheim's showing no interest we just don't know what's going on well when we get to opening day if you're trying to sales pitch the fans that jake marisnik and hunter dozier are going to lead you to the promised land that's i think that's a terrible message and i'm not bagging on those guys those are the veteran free yeah. agents that were looking for contracts and they went and got a contract for the halos and they'll give you everything they got. That's not going to be a difference maker when you look at the rest of the roster. And then you compare it to what's gone on in places like Houston and what's happened in Texas and what's going on in Seattle. And like I say, thank God the Oakland A's are in the division. Otherwise the angels would be in last place. Exactly. Go ahead, Joe. No, no, I'm just agreeing with him. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we move on, uh, moving on with some more finances. I guess we could talk about the uh, bellies being bankrupt and how that's affecting uh, Padres, Rangers, Angels, Mariners on the offseason spending. Um, what are your feelings on that, Lee? Well, I sit here and I, I follow it and I write about it and I talk about it on different shows that I'm on. Uh, the Padres situation is really emotionally tough right now. Uh, you know, I, I, I do a TV segment on Saturday mornings here in San Diego on KUSI, and I did a lead commentary on Saturday about Padre fans, how you feel about your franchise. You lost your owner, uh, this tragic passing of Peter Seidler. Uh, you fired the popular manager, Bob Melvin, because the clubhouse came apart. You traded your MVP, Juan Soto, and I don't think you got the right players from the Yankees in a deal that sends an MVP to Yankee Stadium. Uh, you let your Cy Young Award winner walk. You let your ace closer walk as free agents. You lost three starting pitchers in your rotation. Your third baseman is coming off elbow surgery, and that's a real iffy situation. Uh, and your one and two starters are both coming off arm problems. And outside of the Soto trade, and I don't think you got the right players in the deal, add on to that, you lost $60 million in TV revenue with the Bally bankruptcy. And because of your general manager, you had to write a check for $40 million to the commissioner's office for luxury tax payments. So add all that onto what happened last year when they failed to make the playoffs and they grossly underachieved. How are you feeling about your team right now? Um, and there's no electricity in San Diego right now. And there's huge question marks in San Diego right now. And the Padres, the Padres have got some real significant issues. Ownership issue, I think leadership issue with the general manager, not to say they can't bounce back. If, if the Machados and the Tatises and the Bogarts uh, get back to where they should have hit last year, then maybe this will be a fun team to watch, but I don't think they have anywhere near enough pitching. And that's a big issue when you start the season wafer thin in starting pitching, because guys are going to go down. So 
There's just a whole bunch of questions. A year ago, there was so much excitement in this community because of the Fab Four and everything else that they had, and then it just all fell apart, and they underachieved, and the top two pitchers got hurt. Now four other starters have left the scene, and the closer has left the scene. So it's just not the same franchise right now. And, you know, a year ago this time, after the wild spending spree and the amount of money that A.J. Preller gave to Machado, Bogerts, who came from Boston, what he gave Tatis, uh, the, the price he paid to get Soto on a rental. There was a huge uproar at Petco Park directed at us in the media. Everybody was asking about the question of sustainability. How can you do that in a small market? Spend the volume of money that they allowed A.J. Preller to spend. And they were so peeved at the media, nationally, as well as what was going on here. Uh, we can sustain this. We know what we're doing. Well, Peter passed on, and all of a sudden, the word sustainability has now been replaced by we told you so. Because as of tonight, there are $101 million below the payroll they spent last year when they didn't make the playoffs. So wow. it's a huge issue. It's just a different It's a different vibe right now, sadly, because we we lost a great leader. Uh, they've got a farm system that's coming, but it's a year and a half out. Uh, they have virtually not enough pitching. And like I said, third baseman's coming off elbow surgery. Starters one and two are coming off health issues, and we don't know really if they're going to be able to hold up. So just not the same franchise right now, sadly. So I'm not gonna, it's not as bad as the Angels, but it's surely <laughs> as good as the Dodgers. <laughs> By the way, the Bluepin Dodgers and the World Series Diamondbacks are in your division. Yeah, oh, that's Lee's so good. At, uh, you're so great at making me feel a lot better about that. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, I was going to tell you, Lee, uh, <laughs> about the, you know, the Padres are kind of close to where the Angels are. They're not as bad, like you said, but you got to figure that the division kind of stacks up the same. The Rockies are like the A's. And you got the, like you said, you got the, the Dodgers there, the powerhouse, the Diamondbacks, the, the National League champions. And then you got the Giants on the come up. Where do you see the Padres finishing in that division as they stand right now, in your opinion? I say third place. I mean, because Arizona has not only built with young guys, Arizona has now kind of filled in, plugged in with some rental free agents. So I, I think, you know, unless there's something catastrophic that happens to the Angel or the uh, Diamondback pitching staff, I, I got to believe that, you know, the Diamondbacks are probably a second place team. And that puts the Padres in third. Uh, I don't understand what they're doing in San Francisco. I don't understand that general manager. You know, he hit what, he, you know, it was a pot of gold, what was it, three years ago, and they won 107 games. And then, it, you know, the year next year they fell apart. The following year they, it was even worse. And, out, you know, outside of the, the signing of the Japanese star, Lee, the outfielder, I don't know that they've done a heck of a lot in San Francisco to make it a better team. And I didn't think it was a very good team last year. And I'm really upset at Colorado because that has the potential to be a great regional franchise. A lot of people don't know that the Rockies drew $4 million one year in the very early years when they were wow. really good. And this ownership is nickel and dime this thing into being a substandard franchise in what could be a great regional Rocky Mountain team. And, this, you know, the support has waned, and there's no better hope for poor Bud Black this year than there was last year because they haven't done a lot of significant things. And Shame on them, because that has the potential to make an absolute ton of money. Uh, call the guys in area code 213. You know, inquire how much money they make, the Dodgers, when yeah. they draw $4 million. Rockies could be doing the same in a region. That's a regional situation not happening. So the division's got two 
pretty good teams, a Padre team it has got things it's got to improve on, improve, and then obviously the bottom echelon. True. And I think I saw something about the Rockies had a, the seventh highest uh, fan attendance last year, and that's again for a fifth-place finish. So, I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. You put a winner there. I mean, it's sort of like Field of Dreams. You build it, they will come. Well, they're always coming, but you can get even more to come and, and have that tremendous support of, of a team. that. Because I remember when they went to the World Series, I believe, against the Red Sox, they had a ton of support up there. I mean, the, the, the fan base was electric. And uh, I'd love to, you know, you've seen how the Broncos uh, bring, bring in fans. I've always brought in fans. It's, so it's a good it's a good state and a good city to watch a game. And uh, it's just a shame, like you said, the Rockies uh, put themselves in that situation. Um, kind of the same situation in Orange County as well. We, we have that kind of support here. We, we've proven that as well. It's uh, it, like you said, Lee, the nickel and diming. That's what's happening over here is, you know, with the Angels. It's, it seems like he's cutting on, uh, you know, traveling for our announcers, cutting back on the uh, Spanish speaking announcement table, cutting back on our minor leaguers on the care for them and, and keeping them up. So it just seems like him pinching here and there has really, really trickled upwards into the team out on the field and the organization as a whole. And the yeah, fans I are think, feeling it. I think, I think the weird, the weird comparison would be the words, uh, what is it? Unwise, penny foolish. Uh, mm. that, that seems to be the way they've operated the angel franchise. They're not the only ones. I mean, there are a lot of people yeah. around baseball. Yeah. You question with the amount of money that could be made. And then you add into the equation, the revenue sharing and just and, and the volume of the revenue they could produce if you put a winner on the on the field, not to do it correctly when you're getting money coming in the front door. Now I don't I know they've got one more year left on the Angel TV contract because Bally is is going to fund it one more year and then I think everything's going to fall under the umbrella of MLB streaming. MLB did a great job with the Padres last year when the Padres got dumped right before the start of the season. They were the first team. They got taken off the books when Diamond Sports hyphen Bally declared bankruptcy and, and they made a deal and they got most of their baseball revenue last year, but they're not getting it this year. And so baseball, I think, has taken over uh, the Cleveland Guardians, uh, Kansas City, uh, maybe the Rockies, and then obviously uh, the Padres this year. And I think they're going to pick up at least 11 or 12 more teams next year, including Texas and Atlanta. And that's 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 the long range vision of baseball is to have what they call. I was told the name was going to be Team Thirty, which would be all thirty baseball teams under a streaming umbrella. But the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Mets, who've got very successful pay TV systems, say no, yeah. we're not giving our rights back. But if baseball still winds up with with twenty five teams down the road in a streaming package that they can then go out and sell collectively, I, you know, like they'll get the money back that has been lost, but it's, it's been a blow. It's been a huge blow here in San Diego. Uh, last thing on that topic, Lee, um, is it beneficial to go, because there's been people that say, what about just putting it back on regional television? You know, your local affiliates in some markets. I don't and... think money's there. That's a big issue. Oh, okay. I, don't, I don't think you can get local signals to make up that kind of money. Because I think now the streaming package truly becomes a national thing mm. where if if you got Padre fans that live some other part of the country, they'll pay the $99, whatever it is, for the streaming packages to watch their team. 
whereas you can't you can't do it if it's on a local TV signal. It's got to be under the streaming umbrella, and that that would go for everywhere. If their Angel fans transplanted other places, and the Angels get good, people out of town will be able to purchase the package and and watch it. So I mean, streaming is now part of our life, whether we like it or not. Yeah, true. Uh, do you see like Amazon maybe taking that sort of how they did the NFL, you know, gain control, buying that contract off the MLB and being the main distributor? I think, I think you'll negotiate. I think MLB is negotiating. And I think that down road, you know, whether it's Amazon or whether it's YouTube or whomever else, you know, whether direct TV wants to get back into sports the way they had with the NFL Sunday ticket. Mm-hmm. I think I think you'll see some type of linkage there, uh, but you know we're dealing with 2024 right now, and I I can't project what 2028 yeah. is going to look like because this thing has been moving at such warp speed. It is interesting because now the NFL is a trendsetter for everything. You know, I was the voice of the Chargers and the Seahawks for a long time, so I got to observe the NFL from in, inside the circle and how they operate. And the NFL is just a great money maker, mm-hmm. but. I, I think you reach a saturation point where you're trying to tap the fan for dollars. And for example, they took Thursday night football to, to Amazon last year. If you recall two years ago, um, Amazon paid an inordinate amount of money to get Thursday night football. Was it Fox? I believe had it. And they paid an enormous amount of money and Thursday night football had 1.1 million uh, subscribers under the last group. They only got 1.2 million with Amazon. You know what Amazon's breaking break-even point is? Five million subscribers. Wow. They only got 1.2 million. So there's a big issue there, and the NFL is going to continue uh, to try to experiment with streaming. You know, we had we had the NFL playoff game this year on Peacock. Uh, it didn't draw massive ratings, even though it was a playoff game. Amazon has just bought that one wild card game from Peacock, and they're they're going to try to generate more money and. Uh, Roger Goodell was asked at the uh, Super Bowl week, uh, do you ever foresee the playoffs, the, the World Super Bowl, being on uh, streaming? And he said, not in my lifetime. Well, the NFL does change its mind because <laughs> you know, money talks and people walk. Uh-huh, sure. you know. And so Harris Poll, which does these political polls around the country, they did one Super Bowl week. They asked fans around the country. I, I, I don't know if it was... 250,000 fans took part in this Harris poll and they asked him, would you buy the Super Bowl if it were streamed? Now, we don't know what the price tag is. I guarantee you it would not be $5.99 as it was for that wild card playoff weekend streaming package we had, mm-hmm. but it might be $99.95 and, and only 11% of the people said, yeah, I'd pay $99.95 and 15% of the people who took part in a poll said, yeah, if it were a one-time fee of $65, maybe I'd do it. And maybe 18% said, well, if it were $13, I'd do it. And then they asked one, if you could have a Super Bowl party, would you pay the $99.95? And bingo, a bunch of fans said, yeah. And everybody comes to my Super Bowl party, will chip in 10 or $20. That's how I'll pay for the fee. So we don't know what the Super Bowl price tag but I guarantee it won't be $5.99. It might be $99.95 for one game. So that that's where we're going in sports. I'll, I'll be interested to see if there's going to be a revolt from John Q. Fan of I'm not paying for everything because you can't pay for everything that's out there right now. True. 
because when you get all these apps, I mean, whether it's movie channels, TLC, stuff like that, if you're buying them individually, it does add up to a regular cable cable bill in the end. You know what I mean? So, exactly. yeah. Um, one other question I have, unless you have another one, Joe, are you done with that one? Uh, yeah, we're done with that one. Yeah, we can move on. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you as far as <clears throat> the Angels currently constructed it. You got into it a little bit. You know, your Miguel Sanus, your Hunter Dozier's players like that. Um, what would need to work for the Angels to at least compete for that seventh or sixth wild card, in your opinion, uh, this year for the Angels as they're currently constructed? I've any four leaf clovers around there. <laughs> <laughs> Leave you miracles need, out of it. You need holy water, maybe. Um, <laughs> you need health. Okay. Yeah. If you Number could one. go, if you could go through a season, it doesn't happen very often, but it has happened. If you could keep all those frontline starters healthy, that would be step one. Step two is obviously Mike Trout not getting hurt. Step three, Anthony Rendon, you owe us a season, pal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, three straight substandard, four straight substandard seasons. Don't give me your philosophy. Stay on the field. So those things have to happen, and then. Have they have they hit on the right collection of draft picks? Because they've drafted a lot of arms. If one or two of those are ready to make that jump, and it takes two to three years for these guys to get through the farm system, if they can get a couple of those young pitchers, then suddenly maybe they're more competitive. But I'm sorry, Miguel Sano and Hunter Dozier and Jake Marisnik, it doesn't put you in the playoffs, <clears throat> at least I don't think, unless all those other things happen, and that's a long shot that, all those other yeah. things are going to happen. This is a this is a big picture, long term problem, and, and I, I don't know how they solve it in fifteen minutes. I don't know how they solve it a month from today, or how they solve it this season, unless ownership is willing to spend back to where they need to spend back and lure people to a really nice old stadium where there is a great tradition there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I. I think back to Angel Baseball over decades, and they've had some fabulous seasons and tremendous fan response, but I don't see it happening with the way they're doing business now or with the roster they have. So unless you can bring me some holy water and some shamrock, I think it's it's going to be a tough summer there. I think you <laughs> talked me out of that Jacob Marisnik jersey I was going to buy. You know, so. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a great take because, I mean, the, the way that they are con- currently constructed, I mean, there's not much that you can be jazzed up about. And, Lee, I want to ask about what you thought about in Oakland, real quick, sidetrack, what, what the fans did up there with doing a total fan fest by themselves, organizing it themselves, having people come in to play music and, and cater, former A's players coming out there. Nothing that the organization didn't fund or support that at all. In fact, they talked mess about it online. Uh, what That right there makes Angels fans a little jealous because our organization's not in that, you know, not that bad to where, you know, uh, we are chanting for Artie to sell, but Artie still has a responsibility in a way where he's got one foot out the door up there in Oakland. No fan fest or nothing over here for quite some time, Lee. Do you see that troubling? Because I know the Padres do it down there still. Why why do you not want to promote the product in your yep, community? Exactly. Baseball is a family game. Fathers hand it over to their sons who will then hand over their baseball experience to their sons, etc. 
why would you not market this thing correctly? And what blows my mind is Artie Moreno came from an advertising background. Yep. That's where he was very successful in his pre-baseball career. Why would you not utilize that knowledge and that experience and make yourself part of the community? And and I just I just don't understand the rationale because the days these days are far gone that hey, I'm a baseball guy, I own the team, I'm gonna hang a shingle out at the ticket office of game tonight, come come see me. That doesn't work anymore. And I mean, I feel so bad for Mike Trout that he is the last man standing there in terms of credibility and superstar status. And yet he's very loyal to those people. I tend to think the decision makers should be loyal to the community and they need to reach into this community. And I, I don't see that coming. And I'm, I'm living down the highway from you. So you see it firsthand every day. I don't understand it at all. I this sounds weird to say. I think the hockey team, the Ducks, has a better working relationship with the yes, fans than what's true. going on at Anaheim Stadium. Why <laughs> is it that way? Absolutely. That's true. Um, wh- what do you think, Lee, with it, also with uh, him not uh, showing any recognition at all to our past players that have played for the team? Does it seem like with Artie changing the name to Los Angeles – that he really just wanted to make his own era to kind of float on its own and kind of build from there. He's just not successful at it. It seems like he's kind of Xing out our history and, and kind of uh, alienating the orange County community and trying, I don't know what he's trying to go for, but he's just, I guess, trying to go for both counties, LA and orange. Um, what do you, what do you think he's, he's going with that? It's weird, but understand, understand, it was the Los Angeles Angels back in the Original. day. Then it was the then it was the California Angels, and then it became the Anaheim Angels. Mm-hmm. They got it. They used to get upset at me because I would never refer to them the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And that's <laughs> ridiculous. I just call them the Angels. I call them the Halos, etc. I actually I actually remember you on on the air when they first changed the name, and you're like, I'm just going to call them the Angels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, okay. <laughs> but I, you know. I, I, Unless it's an imagery thing and Artie's of the opinion, if I can influence people in New York, et cetera, that we are in Los Angeles, the second market in the country. Sorry, you're not in Los Angeles. You're in your own market, yes. Orange County. Uh, and, you know, if you want to call it the California Angels, that's fine because that was part of their legacy. And they, they should be linked. They should be linked to all the great players of yesteryear, whether it it's the late great center fielder, the little guy, Albie Pearson. Or whether, you know, whether it's Dean Chance uh, or obviously, you know, Tanana and, and Langston and, and all those guys of more recent time. There's a heritage there. Pass it on from your fans from one generation to another so they remember who Chuck Finley was and who Langston was and, and you know, the third baseman and the outfielder and when they went to the World Series. But I don't under, I just don't understand the, the train of thought that, it's his team and he can do what he wants with his team, but there's linkage. It should go back decades upon decades, going back to the first years when they were the angels as an expansion team. And they were really successful. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think the manager was Bill Rigney and of course, yes, Gene, Gene Autry owned it. So, yeah. I mean, the, 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 when they moved out to Anaheim in 66, that was the thing. They were getting their own fan base. They were getting out of the shadow of the Dodgers. The Dodgers already had an established team moving into LA. So they're already getting a you know good foot here in the Southland when the Angels had to start from scratch. So well, goes- I hope I, I would say this. I hope in closing, and I I, I don't see it happening, but 
I would hope there'd be somebody from a baseball perspective that would give Artie better advice, yep. how to create a winning franchise, how to promote and market your com- community, in addition to what you're doing with your high draft picks and what you might do with your free agency and what you might do with your budget. He didn't do it when I kind of recommended that he do it. I talked to great baseball people, whether that's that's an old dog like Larry Lucchino, who's had great baseball success, or the more modern-day phenom uh, that was Theo Epstein. But it didn't happen, and here we are about to open the season and shamrocks in holy water. We'll, well, give, them, we'll give them your number, Lee. <laughs> yeah, he, he. you need to email him, call him, whatever you got to do, because uh, I don't even think the holy water or the shamrocks would work oh, no. to repair the fan versus Artie conundrum right now. And it's tough, and I feel bad for him. I'll just say this in closing. I feel bad for him because he did a lot of things really early, really well, uh, mm-hmm. and then it got away from him. And I think, and I, Todd and I had talked about this prior, I do think he is really hurt and really stung by what happened with the drug issues, and that's that's a terrible tragedy. And mm-hmm. I don't believe hardly anybody in that organization had any knowledge as to what was happening within the confines of some of those offices and guys peddling fentanyl and things of that nature. And of course it took Tyler Skaggs life. Um, I think he's been terribly hurt by that, but you can work through that because he was an innocent victim of what happened in his organization. He had no knowledge of, but you can't repair things. If you're continuing to operate with the way they operate as it relates to budgets, player personnel's hirings, firings, etc. So, you know, Ron Washington's glad to have a job and he'll he'll be a very different approach to the hard edge that Phil Nevin brought. It's very different from what was there before with the, the independent thinker that was Joe Madden. But, you know, Ron just doesn't have enough players. Uh, mm-hmm. So he, he can motivate a lot of guys, but he can't motivate mid-level guys and make them superstars. And I don't think they have enough superstars <laughs> right now around Mike Trout. And now Otani has, has gone to the payday up north at, at Dodger Stadium. So I, I wish things would work different for Artie because I think his intent when he bought it was really well. And that's when I got along with him really well. But gee, I mean, feel sad for what I see right now. Absolutely. Well, Lee, we really, really appreciate your time once again stopping on. We were hoping to get you before the regular season started and when spring training started. So, again, we love uh, love you over here and uh, love all the work that you that you've done in the past and still are doing. And we would like to hear again, shout out to the, uh, the uh, website that you're on. You want to promote yourself there on social media and everything too. Yeah, I have no pride. I'll do that. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Now listen, if you like sports, I write on my website every day. It's Lee Hacksaw Hamilton.com. If you punch it up in the morning, you'll know every story there is in the world of sports. And we started this podcast world and I didn't know what I was getting involved in and it's exploded. And, we're on all the social platforms of the world. Just go to YouTube. My YouTube channel is Lee Hacksaw Hamilton Sports. You watch it. It's fun. It's really different. We've done some unique and dynamic things uh, with my co-host, John Riley, who's really a guru at this whole thing. But uh, it's worked really well. So we're keeping our brand out there in front. We still still email and contact a lot of people just about what's going on in sports. But try it. I guarantee that you will like it. Agree or disagree. I don't give a damn as long as you you follow what we do. Hey, listen, good to talk to you. Todd, we'll do it again. Thanks very much, and hope hope the Angels can turn the corner going forward. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, sir. Absolute honor to talk to you, sir. Take care. My pleasure.